Welcome friends, my name is Jay Freimeyer and I'm on staff here at Providence Road Church. Um, we've put together this video for you to worship Jesus with us in your homes, with your family, with your friends, or even on your own. Though we wish we could gather together with you all, we're glad that you're able to join us from wherever you are in this way. If you're new with us or if you're still kind of figuring out what we're doing uh, with these liturgy videos, um, look for the other links that are with this video. So wherever we're posting this video, we're also providing two links, at least two links. One of those is a digital PDF that's gonna walk you through this video. You can read it on a piece of paper or on your iPad or something like that as this video is playing. And for parents especially, it's gonna be helpful for you because there are links that you can click to sing songs, to read Bible stories, and to do crafts with your kids. And so we'd, we'd encourage you to pause as often as you need to throughout this video to do those things. And the other link is going to be for, uh, a brief tutorial on how to use that PDF guide with the video. And so that's just for you if you want it, and if not, you don't have to, to watch that. We know that this is still fairly new, and we're all just trying to learn and, and figure this out together, but we're doing our best to help set you up to worship Jesus with us in this way. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus now with our call to worship. I'll be reading from Revelation 21, three through six. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Hi friends, I'm Vicki Bumgarner, a covenant member here at Providence Road. The Nicene Creed was created a few hundred years after the resurrection of Jesus. Christians have been reciting this in corporate worship for nearly 2,000 years as a way to remember and learn the basic teachings of our faith. Feel free to read along in your guides as I read aloud the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again, according to the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will never end. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. He proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified. He spoke through the prophets. We believe in one Catholic and apostolic church, we affirm one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and to life in the world to come. Amen.
Hi, my name's Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors here at Providence Road. We're now going to enter into a time of confession. With confession, what we want to do is bring all of ourselves to God. We don't want to hide any part of ourselves during this, um, this, uh, this liturgy, this service. And so now we're just going to come and admit our need, admit our need uh, for forgiveness and the fact that we all fall short of the glory of God. Uh, you can read this um, along with me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are a fountain whose presence is full of abundance, delight, promise, and joy. The weight of your presence overflows and fills the earth with worship, forgiveness, beauty, and holiness. You have called us to be your temple, a dwelling place for your presence. But we are a people of unclean lips who are content with religious appearance, void of the power of God. We are guilty before your holiness, O God. You have called your church to be a light to the nations, but we are stick-necked people joining the world in corrupting the society we are called to transform. We are guilty before your holiness, O God. Forgive us of our hollow worship and rebellious hearts of stone. O God, give us hearts of flesh that we might receive your renewing presence and extend it to the world. Take a few moments just to reflect on your need for forgiveness found in the grace of God. We are now going to be reminded of the assurance we have and the provision that is made before us, um, but on our behalf by Jesus and God's grace. Once again, read through this as I read this. Read this um, to yourselves as I read this. For all who rest in the mediating death and resurrection of Jesus, the cornerstone, he is the thin place where heaven and earth meet, where God and man are reconciled. Now you are a dwelling place for his presence, and he is your God. We come to him as living stones being built up as a spiritual house. In the sight of God, we are chosen and precious, a holy priesthood, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ and established to fill the earth with his glory. Thanks be to God. Hello, my name's Ben Schill, and I'm one of the elders here at Providence Road Church. Um, and now we're going to enter into a time of prayer. Um, and as we enter into this time of prayer, um, we approach God. It's a uh, humble um, approach to Him and a humble response, um, showing that God is the, ultimately the one in charge. Um, it's it's not us, and that you know, when we fail to come to him in prayer, it's, it's um, our rebellion against him trying to show that we're in control. And so this is a humble way that we can approach him. Um, so we're, we're going to um, follow a similar pattern as we have in previous um, weeks where we're going to start um, praying um, locally at the church. Um, and then we'll go expand out from there and pray locally for uh, the Norman community um, and then expand further out from there uh, globally and internationally. Um, in between, I'll take um, a little bit of a break to allow you to um, pray and then I'll uh, pray for us and then we'll move to the next section. 
Um, so please take um, about 45 seconds or a minute or so and um, pray for um, Providence Road Church, those um, that you know, those um, in your missional communities and your family, uh, friends here. Father, we uh, thank you that you are a um, God of comfort, um, that you comfort us um, so that we may comfort those around us. Um, we also just thank you for the hope that we have um, in your son, Jesus Christ, um, an eternal hope um, that can give us joy even in the midst of um, our struggles. Uh, Father, we um, today just wanna lift up uh, the children of Providence Road, Lord. Um, we ask that um, they would come to know you at an early age, Lord, that they would um, know, come to know the truths of the gospel through their parents and um, the church community, Father. Um, we also just pray for them during this time that um, many are pulled out of um, school and pulled out of their normal routines and um, are, are just trying to adjust to those, those changes. So we just ask that you would be with them in a special way. Uh, Father, we also pray for um, those impacted um, by the um, coronavirus and um, just those that are impacted financially um, through maybe lost jobs, those impacted through health, and um, others that are just out trying to serve um, the community um, in, in the healthcare industry in other ways. So we just um, ask that you would be with them and um, comfort them during this time. Um, so now we're going to uh, spend some time to pray for our city, uh, for the city of Norman. Um, so again, please take about 45 seconds to a minute, and then I'll pray for us and for the city of Norman. Father, we um, lift up to you um, and, and pray for um, just the vulnerable um, people within the city of Norman, Father. Um, you know, in spite of all these uh, changes, there are still um, people in need within the city, people um, without homes and um, people without food. And, um, you know, the needs um, still continue in spite of um, everything else that may have changed for us. Um, Father, we also pray for 
um, just specifically some of those organizations that seek to support uh, people within this community. Some of our um, partners, Lord, like the Meals on Wheels that um, probably is seeing a um, influx of, of need uh, needs, Lord, and um, just for uh, the Eden Clinic um, and the ways that they continue to try to serve um, those around um, around them and food and shelter for friends that are also trying to serve um, some of the most vulnerable. Um, and, and during this time, they're probably seeing more need, but at the, at the same time, uh, just more difficulty in, in finding people that can serve and then um, just financially being able to support um, those needs. So we ask that, that you would be uh, with those organizations and that as a church that we could come alongside um, of them to help them and, and help to serve um, their vulnerable people within the city of Norman. Um, so lastly, we're going to take some time and, and pray for um, the nation, um, for the um, people internationally as well. Um, so again, take uh, 45 seconds to a minute um, and pray um, amongst yourselves, and then I'll bring us back to close us out in prayer. Father, um, we also just pray for um, those around the world that are um, vulnerable. Um, you know, they were vulnerable before and e even more so now. So we pray for um, the orphan, the widow, the poor, the oppressed, um, just around the world, Lord. And um, just ask that this time would um, um, that you would not only care for them, but that you would draw them to yourself through this. Um, Father, we also just pray for um, just healthcare workers across um, the world that are um, on the front lines trying to serve those that are sick and, and seeking to find um, cures for um, this disease. So we just um, ask for um, protection over them and, and thank you for um, um, providing those people um, to, to serve those in need. Um, and lastly, Father, we also just pray for just the leaders, um, leaders of um, countries and organizations that are trying to respond to something that's um, just so unique and, and doesn't have any uh, playbook to go off of. And so we would ask that you would grant them wisdom um, and ask that, you know, for those that are believers, that they would seek you and seek your uh, wisdom first and above all. Uh, for, Father, we just thank you that um, for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, um, our Lord, Lord, and just um, the way that you sustain us um, through him and, and give us hope even in the midst of all of our struggles. So we pray all for all these things in your name. Amen. Um, now, so we'll continue um, in worship through giving. Um, again, we're not able to be here together, um, but... 
you know, the needs of the church continue, but more importantly, just the need to spread the gospel throughout um, this city and out throughout this world. So as a church, you know, we would love to be able to support those in need within the church, but also some of those organizations through Norman that are seeking to serve um, those that really are in need um, throughout this city. So um, if you would visit the website, you can uh, go to progroad.org slash give, and you'll see all the ways in which you can give. Um, thank you. And um, We've all, uh, most of us, I guess, at least, have seen the scenes in, in TV shows or movies, or maybe you've experienced an earthquake, but in those scenes, typically, when the ground starts shaking under people's feet, the natural instinct of everybody is to reach out. Like you, you, you feel it, and then you see people reach out for a wall or reach out for a doorway or something to hold on to. And I think that's the natural human instinct when we feel instability. We feel the ground shaking underneath our feet. We look for help. And I think during this time especially, I think we're all in need of help. Maybe you haven't vocalized that yet, but I would um, bet that all of us at some deep level want help with our isolation or our boredom or our still frantic pace or our anger or stress, whatever it may be, we need help. We also need a guide. We need someone to, to, to guide most of us through this time because most of us have never faced something like we're facing um, in our world right now. And today we're going to look at what we believe, um, who, who we believe is the ultimate guide, the Holy Spirit. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about what it looks like to pursue God and to really rest in his presence during this time. The first week, uh, two weeks ago, we looked at um, God the Father. What does it look like to rest in the presence of God? We looked at Matthew 6. Last week, we looked at um, God the Son. We looked at Jesus in John 15, the passage where he talks about abiding in, in the vine and the branches. And this week, we're going to look at the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's the first thing to remember. He is part of the Trinity. And the passage we're going to be in... Um, today is John 14. John 14. We're going to look at 15 through 17 and then 25 through 27. So John 14 verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Notice that helper is capitalized. That is um, trying to get across the point that it is um, the, the, he is the, the, the God, the part of uh, Part of the Trinity. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now, last week we talked about the context of these chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 in John. And Jesus, the beginning of chapter 14, sets this, this teaching up, this, this conversation he's having with his disciples. He sets this up at the beginning of chapter 14 by saying, let your hearts not be troubled. 
And this was in the upper room. This were the last moments that Jesus would spend with his closest disciples. And they knew something was up. They knew something was about to happen. And more than likely, Jesus was leaving them. So he's trying to help them. These are his last words in some ways to them to help them get through what life is going to look like for them in the immediate future and in the distant future without Jesus being with him, without Jesus there. And I think in this particular passage we're looking at today, there's really three things that I think the Holy Spirit gives to us or, or that we, we get from the Holy Spirit um, in this passage. Number one, if you look back at verse 15, and I encourage you to follow along with me, and, and we're going to bounce around a little bit here, but verse 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And what he's saying there is if you're a follower of Jesus, if you have faith, if you, if you love me, you're going you're gonna to obey me. You're going to honor me with your lives for the most part. Your life's going to be characterized by a life that is honoring to me. And with him talking about the helper in verse 16 right after that, in a sense what he's saying is, yes, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, but I'm going to send you someone to help you obey these commandments, to, to help you follow in these commandments. In Romans 8, Paul has, a, at the, the first part of that chapter, he has this great teaching on the difference by living in the, in the, walking by the flesh and walking by the spirit. And so Paul, Paul there is teaching the same thing, the fact that we have the power to obey God and live out the commandments. That's the first thing we see. The second thing we see, we see the presence the Holy Spirit um, has in us to make Jesus known to us. Let's, let's, let's look at verse 16. And I will ask the Father... And he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Forever. We get the Holy Spirit is going to be with those who believe and have faith in Jesus forever. We have his presence. In the verse 17, he said, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. Listen to this. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. You can't get any closer to that, right? When someone is with us and in us, that's as close as someone's presence can get to us. And that is what Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit, that, that's the proximity he has to us. And so he has, and he has the, he, he lives inside of us as his presence and he makes Jesus known to us. One of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit is to shine a spotlight on Jesus the Son and show us how wonderful, magnificent, and beautiful Jesus is. It's one of the roles, primary roles of the Holy Spirit. In John 15, the, the following chapter here, Jesus says this, when the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Well, he, he, will, he will show people about me. He will talk about me. He will point to me, Jesus says. In John 16, the next chapter, he says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the characteristics of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, all of those things, he will make those things known to his followers because he's living inside of us. So we have the power to obey the Holy Spirit gives us. The Holy Spirit is, is inside of us and with us. So we have his presence and he makes Jesus known to us. And the third thing he gives us, and we see this in verse 26, he says that the Holy Spirit, Jesus says the Holy Spirit, um, one of his main roles is to teach all things, and to bring to remembrance all that he has taught. So for us, this is the Bible, right? Like everything that God has taught us, the Holy Spirit helps us understand, helps us love, value, and treasure God's word. As we read the scriptures, God, uh, through his spirit, brings to mind um, the, the, the promises that we have in God. He helps us believe those things. 
And all those promises that we have throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation of God's love and his promises um, to take care of us and to love us and never leave us. The Holy Spirit helps us understand those and grasp on to those. So when we need help, when we need guidance, we should go to the one who lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit. We should go to the one who's going to help us live out the commandments of God. He gives us the power to obey and the one who's going to help us remember and teach us everything that God wants to teach us in his word, the Bible. So what this could look like in your pain, you may need comfort. You're just thinking, oh, I just need comfort right now. Listen to 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. So we read that and we ask the Holy Spirit to help us remember this when we're in pain. When we need comfort, help us remember the promise that God gives us in his word to comfort us. Maybe you're anxious. You think of Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you're anxious, hopefully God, through his spirit, will bring to mind Philippians 4. You can go back and read it and ask the spirit, help me believe this verse. Help me understand this verse at a deep level where the spirit can actually help me with my anxiety. Maybe you're lonely and isolated during this time. A lot of us are. Hebrews 4.16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And how many of us are in need right now? Lonely, isolated, all those things. And the scripture says that we can draw near to his throne. And do we believe this? And in my flesh, and when, I, when, I'm, when I'm struggling, it's hard for me to believe that. And that's when I need to ask the spirit, help me believe the promises of God. Because they're good. And God wants good things for his children. And then that could, you could go with whatever your need is, whatever you're reaching out for in that, in that imagery of, of steadying yourself, something, something strong as the ground is shaking and things feel unstable under a lot of our feet right now, and we're grasping for things to hold on to, to steady ourselves. let's reach out for God, his presence, his word, the spirit. So my challenge to you this week, Whatever your need is, whatever is causing you to, to look out for something or whatever's bringing fear or instability or whatever your worst nightmare is right now, I pray that you would think about that and reflect on that and ask, where does God promise in his word to meet me in that? What does God have for me in this moment? As God's child, how can I go to his word and believe and trust in the promises? And then go to the Holy Spirit and ask him, help me believe. I believe that you're with me and your presence is with me. Help me to believe. You have the power to help me obey these commands. You have the power to give me peace. And you're, you're, he's going to help you to remember the promises that are found in scriptures. Because he gives us the power to do that and because his presence is with us. Let me pray for us now as we end this time in the word. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for um, your presence, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit that what we talked about today, and that he is inside of those who have faith. He is inside of those who believe and wants to help and guide and lead us 
especially in times that we find ourselves in right now. If there's people out there who don't know you or have never tasted the goodness of God's grace, I pray that they would, would trust in you, that they would, would cry out for a helper, that they wouldn't lean not on their own understanding and look to themselves for salvation, that, but they would turn to you in this time, that the grasping of all the things right now for stability and value and worth and security, that, that, that they would find you, that you would come into people's lives and change people's lives through your grace. And we love you. We love your word. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, you're not alone. Um, it may, you may feel isolated. You may feel locked up in your house all to yourself. Um, but as Jeremy has just shared, God is with you. And more than that, we have each other as well. And so though we can't physically gather together and we really miss you guys, we love you guys, we, we tell you this over and over and over, there are still ways that we can be connected throughout the week. So be calling one another, be pressing into your missional communities. If you hear of a need or see a need, let us know, man. Try to meet that need um, the best way we can in this time of staying at home. Hey, I'm going to send us out with reading John 20, verses 20, uh, 21 and 22, and receive this as a blessing over you. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Amen.